By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. Uh, she's Brad. Together we get together. And what does Shelly do for me? She gives me hell every morning. That's what she every does. Every single morning. It's a perk. <laughs> I don't know if it's a perk or not. It it's, is a perk. It's, for me. It's huh? a yeah, it's a perk for you, not for me. Okay, it is Tuesday. Man, there's all sorts of crazy stuff to talk about today. All sorts of crazy stuff to talk about. And by the way, um, well, do I even want to mention this? Let me look at this real quick. We have a company that we've been with for a long time for our websites a hosting company, which quite honestly, up until yesterday, has been an excellent company. They did an upgrade on our server. It is a mess. Um, and matter of fact, some of our websites, the KSOQ.com website, I don't think is even functional anymore. It's just disappeared. And it's funny because uh, I looked at it the other day. That website has taken almost 2 million page views and... Uh, a half million unique visitors. And yeah, the site has experienced technical difficulties. Just what I want to see. Okay. So anyway, if you're trying and BS.show, let me double check it. BS.show is up, but it's running extremely slow. So if you're trying to look at uh, some of the stuff, like we put our podcast and stuff like that up there after the show's over. And uh, yesterday, especially, I needed it because I had not one but two people accuse me of something yesterday in the show, which is interesting because the one person, and I won't ex- I won't say who it was, the smartest woman in the world, uh, accused me of something. Where, and I went back and listened to the podcast. I'm going like, she's wrong. I never said that. You totally said that. I did not. I did not. You're the same one. It's like, it's like, okay, whatever. Anyway, uh, that's that's the story. As a matter of fact, I'm still trying. BS dot show. You know, I could probably drive to McDonald's, order lunch, and come back, and this website still hasn't loaded properly. So, bang, there it just went. It just started to load. God, that drives me nuts. Anyway, like your prostate. Looks like I'm going to be looking for a new hosting service. So. I've done and bit, you've been with them forever. Twenty years, twenty years. It's wow. funny. <laughs> it's funny. It seems to me. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. It seems to me that if you've been with them for twenty years, you would take some type of priority. Well, here's the problem, and because there's and something to be said about longevity. It's a company down in Atlanta, which was recommended to me, and quite honestly, I have gotten phenomenal service from them. I used to be. You have. I, I had I had one of my websites uh, or had two of my websites on GoDaddy hosting, which was a disaster. I mean, I had all sorts of problems with that. And the problem with a big company like that is, you know, it's like, okay, fill out a ticket and you call the 800 number and you're on hold for 40 minutes. Okay, well, that's not my department. Let me transfer you. With the people I was with and still am, you'd send a, you know, a, a ticket. And bang, it'd get fixed 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Here's how the wheel started to fall off. And once again, I get this. This is a problem with a lot of companies I've had. During the pandemic, they were manned 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you had a problem at 3 o'clock in the morning, there was somebody in the data center that got your email and bang, got into it. Okay? Now, here's an example of what I got yesterday afternoon. Uh, Actually, yesterday afternoon when the KSOQ website crashed. And let me see if I can find it real quick. Essentially, it was a message from their their center saying, we're looking into it. We'll get back to you tomorrow morning. 
Cool. Wow. Fast service. So anyway, you know what? They always say you should never air your problems in, 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 in public, air your dirty laundry, but I just did. So anyway, hopefully we'll get the, th- and the reason I did that is because of the fact that if somebody does call, I can't get your websites to load because we do have a lot of traffic to our websites, especially the BS. I'm surprised the BS.show website is one of our newest websites went up at the beginning of the year when we switched from BS in the morning dot show to just BS.show. And you know, I'd be honest with you. I'm really glad we did that. Are you? Yeah, I am. Be- Why? Well, it sets us apart. A unique name, BS.show. Great, you know, great, you know, who can who cannot remember that one? It's like crap dot, you know, it's like the radio station. Matter of fact, yesterday, I met a guy yesterday. It's pretty interesting. He teaches third grade, and he's the only man in the entire school. Is that weird or what? You know, why is it that always the grade school teachers are mostly women? Why is that? Have you ever figured that out? When you get into junior high, there's a mix. And then by the time you get to high school, there's a lot of men teaching. Why, why is that? Why do men not like to teach lower grades? I don't know. Probably because of the, uh, what's the word? I don't even know what the word is. Well, I mean, you know, think about that. That's the way, was that like in your, in your grade school, did you have women teachers? Yes. Did you have any men teachers in your grade school? I mean, yes. any, any that you had as a class, any, any teachers you had as a class? Yes. So what, what grade was that? Uh, fourth. Fourth grade. Okay. I had no, I had all female teachers from kindergarten through sixth grade. And then in junior high, I, I had a handful of main male teachers. And by the time I was in high school, uh, probably most of my teachers were men. Probably the majority of them were men. You know, I can think back, you know, my, like my, uh, my bio, my, my chemistry teacher was a woman, but almost all my other teachers were men. Um, my German teachers was a woman. My English teacher was a woman, but almost, almost all the way through high school, I would say, probably say 70 to 80% of my teachers were men, especially in gym. Now, how, you know, that's a dumb question. How are they doing gym now? Are they, is the gym co-ed? Are the guys and the gals together playing, you know, in gym? Or do they even have gym anymore? Is gym like not used anymore? When I was in, um, it, my, my gym's always been co-ed. Was it really? Yeah. Seriously? Did yes. you Did you play sports together? Yes. Wow. What kind of sports did you play? I can't remember. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we used to play softball. We used to play, well, now that I think of it, yeah, we used to play softball. I was always picked last. Why is that? <laughs> Weren't you a good softball player? No, I could barely run. I was so happy that I hit the ball and actually made it to first base. <laughs> yeah, I, they struck me out after that. In, but they, in, they've whoa, always... Whoa, 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 whoa. So you, I wasn't picked last on this volleyball team I was on just recently. Yeah. But they knew I was... The other teams knew I were the, was the link's weakest link. Yeah, so they and hit they it to you all the time. And they just sat there and they just bombarded me. Okay, they now hold, 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 go back to go back to your high school experience. You struck Oh, my high school experience. No, you struck out in softball? No. You said you struck out. No, I hit the ball. Every time, but you couldn't make it to first base, you couldn't run? What? I could make it to first base, but after that I couldn't No, they they knew Well, hold, hold, hold. You could make you could run to first base, but you couldn't run to second? Correct, because they would always get me. Because they, they by then they found out what were a you, terrible player I am. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, so you were a slow runner? Yes. Okay. If 
if a wolf... I was a mm, more mature figure. If a wolf was chasing you, would the wolf get you? Or would you be able to outrun the wolf? Who says I would want to? <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> okay. BS.show. Um, yeah, totally BS. Next hour, we are going to talk about something which... And you know, it's funny. You told me this yesterday after you were down there. And are you going back today? I don't know. You're going back for sure tomorrow, right? You've got an appointment tomorrow, correct? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about something else. No, no, no. What did you ask me? No. I said, all right, well, here, let's start, well, Let's not use... Let's just start over. Okay. What did you say? Shelly spent time in Old Town St. Peter's yesterday. Oh, I'm going back today, yes. You're going back today. Okay. And yes. met face-to-face with several of the business owners that quite honestly, have gotten their butts kicked. I mean, they big, have. big There's time. There's one business there that they insurance wouldn't cover it, and they've lost everything. You know, you know what? You know what? I After you told me that yesterday, I thought long and hard about this. We have to do something about this. And th- here's how Shelly ended up in Old Town St. Peter's yesterday. I went on the air Monday, was it? Or no, it was last week. Was it Friday? Uh-huh. And, and I said, I will give a month's worth of free advertising to any business that's been impacted by the flood and no no strings attached matter of fact matter of fact Shelly went in and talked to some of the people yesterday and one guy was okay what's the catch yeah well, yeah they did yeah there is no catch um and i i looked at him i'm like there is no catch yeah there's this no catch <laughs> i'm off i'm offering and i'm not offering like one commercial uh as soon as we get through today uh where the political advertising would would drop off cuz we've got you know, fair number of political ads on the radio. That's right. It's the day. Yeah, today's it. Today's election day. Hallelujah. So, so in other words, most of those political, well, all those political ads will drop off today. So we'll have more airtime available. I'm making this offer to the point where, even to the point where, if I have to run an ad every hour from six o'clock in the morning till midnight for these businesses, I'll do it. Yeah. And and once again, and and on all of our stations on KSOQ, on Crap, on Westplex 107.1, no strings attached. So Shelley went down there yesterday. And like I said, there was one, and we, you don't necessarily want to talk about this right now. We don't want to give out the name of the business, correct? No, not yet. Okay. Shelly met with this person, and the lady essentially said to her, my business is destroyed. I have no money to rebuild it. I have no insurance. I'm out of business, right? Well, I don't know if she said she had no insurance. She said insurance wouldn't cover it. Because evidently there's a caveat that if you were not in a floodplain you are not covered. Well, and see, that's weird because of the fact that, that like, you had a flood in your house. I did. And the insurance covered that, right? They did. But that was a... Ooh, a a but, lot of money. But that was a broken water pipe. Wasn't that what it was? It was a, a, a water line in my refrigerator. Right. Okay. And it flooded your house. It did. Flooded your basement, correct? For five days. Yeah, I was yeah. gone. We were gone. Right. Okay. And, it, and the water ran for five days, right? Yes. Wow. Okay. So there's got to be, and what's interesting is I know of another business owner, once again, I, I did not ask him if I could talk about this in the air, but another business owner who essentially told me the same thing. He was in an area, this guy's in St. Louis County and his business got flooded. Not really bad, probably like six inches of water, but you know, that's all it takes. 
And keep in mind, this guy is in a business where he had a lot of stuff that was on the floor. He had furniture and stuff like that, a lot of displays, things like that. Six inches of water. Everything gets wet on the bottom. And if you know how way water works, especially with wood, it just sort of creeps its way up through things. You know, it just sort of, you know, it gets absorbed by the, by the grain of the wood and stuff like that. Okay, so he essentially said the same thing. He essentially said... Well, I'm not in a floodplain, so therefore my insurance doesn't cover it. I'm going, like, I don't understand this. Maybe we need to get an insurance person on here to talk about that. We uh, should. Anyway. Who should we get on there? I don't know. But here, let's go back to this. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, the lady, I mean, how? You're telling me to focus. No, 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 no. No, what I'm saying was, is there any way you think we could do like a concerted effort where some of the business owners that we know talk to them and say, look, we've got a, you know, you're a small business owner. I'm a small business owner. How can we have help this woman? Maybe even to the point where put up a like a gun, GoFundMe page or something like that, and see what we can do about really trying to help her. Talk to the chambers, you know. Talk to the various chambers, you know, Fallon Chamber, the, you know, the the Greater St. Charles Chamber, the Cottleville Walden Springs, the Western St. Charles Chamber, because you know these are all for the most part small business people in these chambers. Yes. And except for the Washmo, which is all big corporate dudes, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Which is true. That's a story for later, Brad. <laughs> yeah, that's a story for later. Okay. Anyway, uh, is there any way we could... I mean, because I have been a small business person. I started my first small business full-time, 1984. Started my traffic network. Started in the garage of my house in Hazelwood. And started by myself. Ten years later, I had 30 people working for me. So, you know, that business grew. And um, I know what it's like to be in a situation because I've had... Our, our transmitter site at the time of the call letters were KWMO. Crap, back in 2011, we got hit by a tornado, destroyed our transmitter site. Uh, we've had a fire at the KSLQ transmitter site. Where, matter of fact, my one transmitter literally caught on fire. I've been there, done that. I've had that, you know, we've had we've had all sorts of calamities, you know, where, you know, things have the blown tornado. up. tornado? Well, that's what I was talking about, the tornado in 2011. Uh, yeah. We had, we had that, you know. I mean, and... and you know, it was right before I met you. Been struck by lightning at the studio in Washington to the point where literally it just it it destroyed. That it, explains a lot. You were struck yeah. by lightning. No, matter of fact, one entire studio to the point where I used to keep one one of the pieces of equipment. Matter of fact, I kept it in the studio as a conversation piece, and, and we I put it on the on like on the counter, and people would come in and go, "What's this?" I go, "Well, it used to be," and they go, "What happened to it? it got struck by lightning? Where? Right here in this room?" And people would go, "What?" Yes, lightning struck, and don't know exactly how it got into that one studio. One studio was decimated; um, everything was grounded properly. And I, you know, a lightning is weird stuff, and it got into the studio it and is. just and just literally started a fire in one of the pieces of equipment. Uh, thankfully, the and you know about this, the PC boards were made out of the, what that self extinguishing epoxy, whatever the heck it is, or glass yeah. epoxy, or something like that. And it burnt for a while. The parts actually smoked. There was smoke in the studio the whole bit, but it sort of burnt itself out. Thank God it did. It, it, it burnt itself out because nobody was there. It happened at like on a Friday night at like about eight thirty in the evening. And, of course it did. It usually does. Well, right, 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 right. So, so I've been there, done that. And we have one of our clients who his business was, and we need to see if we can get him on the air and talk about this, was a total loss, right? I mean, didn't they total out all his equipment and his vehicles too? Uh, yeah. So, I think it, so. I don't know the answer. Well, I haven't but, really but almost, discussed it with him. It's only been taxed. But almost everything he had and to the point where he's using mostly rental equipment right now, right? Yes. And the problem is, like in vehicles and in equipment, 
it's like this crazy COVID thing where you go by, you know, I went by Offenberg uh, Ford right there on Highway 100 in Washington Saturday. I don't, yeah. th- I don't think there was one truck on the lot. There were like 10 cars on the lot. You go by, you know, you go by uh, Stratton Toyota there in 100 in Washington. There's like eight cars on the lot. There's, you can't buy anything. And, and still to the point where General Motors, I read this the other day, General Motors has 95,000 vehicles they have that are built, that are stored. They're sitting on lots in various places at the factory and on storage lots here because of the fact there's certain components missing from those vehicles because of chip shortage that they can't finish them. They run, they drive, but like in a bunch of them, the radio, we got to have a radio. And certain You do have to have a radio. Certain it's like one, moral imperative. Right. And certain ones. Contrary to what your mother believes. Right. They're non-critical components like the, the modules that run the electric windows and stuff like that. They're missing the chips. The electric windows don't work because they don't have the modules in them. And it's like, what can we do for these people? So. Let's <sighs> think, let's talk about that off air. Let's brainstorm. If anybody has any ideas, call Brad at 314-280-8880. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll brainstorm and make something happen. Here's my email from my hosting company. I just got a reply at 6.15 this morning. I'm working on this currently, actually not rolling back the upgrade, but the issues you stated in the previous text, there's a couple different issues here at play. Once this has been fully resolved, I'll provide a more detailed breakdown. <sighs> Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. Okay. <laughs> Take a breath. It is. I'm, I blew this. We're way past time on this break. It's 632. That's your fault. It is. It is BS.show. I don't think I've played that song in a while. The Cure by Lady Gaga. I think that every time I've heard that song, it always reminds me of Celine Dion. Don't you think it sounds like her? Shelly gone? <laughs> talking to myself again <laughs> i do that a lot <laughs> that's what happens when you get in your 80s you talk to yourself all the time i can't believe that happened I had young whippersnapper got in my way i can't believe what's going on <laughs> it's 6 38 um i don't know what happened to shelly she just disappeared should i call her on the phone Anyway, uh, we're talking about a lot of stuff today as far as the election is concerned. Next hour, we will play the Universal Election ad, which is funny. This was actually done by one of my old bosses, a guy by the name of Gary Bridges, uh, who got out of the radio business. And the last time I heard, he was working at Disney, and he was doing audio production and stuff like that. Really talented guy. And it's a funny joke kind of ad. What it is, it's the audio track for a TV ad, but it's like the Universal ad where the producer comes in like he hits what they call the talk back button in in the studio and inter- interrupts the program and essentially tells you what's supposed to be in this various spots in the commercials. In other words, okay, you know, right here, picture so-and-so, that kind of a thing. And it's really funny because I've said it to a couple, couple of my political junkie friends, like one guy who was like Mr. Political Junkie. He thought it was the funniest thing he'd heard in a long time because it's exactly true. When you're talking about your candidate, let's say you're talking about your candidate, the music is uplifting, and it's positive, and it's got a beat to it. And then when you talk about your opponent, the move, move, you know, the music gets like, it's almost like Jaws kind of stuff. Oh, my God, it's terrible. He's a terrible, you know, it talks about like, you know, uh, you know, have a, a split screen. It, t- it says split, split screen with Adolf Hitler, that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's the deal. Where in the world did Shelley go? Hold on a minute. Isn't that a thing? Oh, there you are. What is that? What? 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 Isn't what a thing? Where's Waldo? <laughs> Instead of that, it's where's Shelley? <laughs> yeah, where's Shelley? Uh, 
<laughs> I'm sending we some. We should make that a thing. Where's Shelly today? You know, I had a crazy idea, and I'm going to run this by you. Next hour, what if we just called up all the politicians that we've had on the radio before and wish them well? What do you think? We could do that. You think they'd answer the phone? I don't know. You could try. Uh, talk for a minute. Okay, for a minute. Okay, the reason I was not back in the studio was because I let my dog back inside, and I looked down at my pool, and there is a crack in the cement going all the way across the pool from end to end. What? In the cement. It's never been there before? Uh Uh-uh. Why is that? It must have happened overnight. How did that happen? Do we have an earthquake or something overnight? No, I don't know. I mean, a big crack? Uh, yeah. To the point I'll where take a picture of it and send it to you. It won't hold water anymore? I don't know. We, we have to have a liner anyway, but the point is, is there's a, the cement is cracked. So you had a liner in it anyway, right? Yeah, not now. I mean, but we you, had to empty it. You did. Yes. Had it always had a liner? Now, explain that to me. Why do you have to have a I'm not a pool guy. Some pools, you don't have a liner. Some you do. What's the difference? Um, well, this one, you have to have a liner because the walls, the, the vertical walls, um, are made of metal. Metal? Uh-huh. They're like steel? Yeah. Won't they rust? Indeed. <laughs> no, don't so you... it's rusted on the bottom where the wall hits the, uh, angle to go down and, um, it's rust, the, the, the walls are rusted on the bottom, so we have to get galvanized paint. And actually, if there's any pool guys <laughs> that could give us some tips and tricks, that would be well, great. You've done this before. Call bef- me at 314-477-8835. You've done this before where you tried to get pool guys, and you can't find any, right? Correct. What's the deal with that? Are there no pool guys left anymore? They're all busy from COVID still. Seriously? Yeah. That's what, see, you know, this is so crazy. You and I have talked about this many times I mean, before. I haven't tried lately because, you know, quite frankly, after trying for a year, I gave up. So um, we're just trying to do it ourselves. Right. Okay. But, but he, here's, here's what I was going to say. What? This is frustrating to me because everybody talks about, oh my God, COVID was so bad. For some people, it's been a payday. Blessing in disguise. Yes. It's been like money from heaven, right? Yes, manna from heaven. Right, exactly. I mean, it's been like, I mean, you know, I, every once in a while, I'll run, yeah, COVID's the best thing that ever happened in my business. Explain that. Oh, my God, we're so busy. I remember I told you the story about how how uh, I heard the interview with Mark Reardon. I can't remember if he was on Camwex or he was on 97.1 when he moved him around. He had the guy from Baker Pool and Spa on. And uh-huh. this was like this was like last year. This was like 2021. And... He said, okay, if, you know, and the guy talked about, well, we used to go out on, on, on uh, appointments and we wouldn't charge for an appointment. Now we charge $1,000 just for them to come talk to you. You have to pay them $1,000. Which some- is one of the reasons why, well, it wasn't that much, but it was one of the reasons why we decided we were going to do it ourselves. So that's what people would say. We have, you're going to charge you X amount just for us to come out and talk to you. No, they never said that. Well, anyway, he said that they used to give. This is like for having in-ground pools done, and they said this is an in-ground pool. Well, no, I mean, but this is what this is what the interview was about. Because oh, okay. Mark had heard this rumor that if you ordered an in-ground pool, it would take 
two years to get it done. So yeah. he has this guy in the air, and the guy says, yeah, we used to come out in the appointments for nothing. Now we charge $1,000. And, and Bart was like, what, what? You charge $1,000 for a sales call? Shelly, if you and I could get $1,000 for sales calls, we'd make one a day. You and I would be sitting pretty, wouldn't we? We, we would. <laughs> you make your 1000 I make my 1000 We make 5000 a week. Who cares if we sell anything or not? We just made $5,000 a week. We go on one yep. sale. We, go, we do our show in the morning. We, let's say we do a 10 o'clock sales call. It takes an hour. At 11 o'clock, we're done for the day. Okay, what are we going to do the rest of the day? Well, uh, let's, just, let's just go lounge at the pool or let's, go, let's just go somewhere and let's go shop. We got money. We just made $1,000 for talking to somebody for an hour. You know, were making thousand dollars an hour okay well i do that anyway regardless of the thousand dollars well so you just you just i don't basically i don't know explained what my day looked like right so so then he said that if you sign the agreement with them it was going to take a minimum of 18 months to two years before they can even start on your pool yeah i go what in the world is that he says they're so backed up they have a waiting list now what's interesting is that um I'm going, I don't know if that's still the case. See, you know, now I, I know you enjoy your pool, when you, when you, but you, when you had it up and running, it hasn't run for a couple of years, right? Correct. Okay. But you really only could use it for like maybe three months. Was that pretty much it? No, um, our pool was heat, is heated. Hold on a minute. Somebody's calling me. Hello? Okay. I answered the phone on the air and it's the wrong number. Isn't that terrible? Okay. So, uh... How often did you use it? I don't know. I mean, once a we, week. We've we've used it until November. No, but but on average, did you go into it once a week, every day, every other day, only on Thursdays? I mean, what was the usual schedule? Well, when we when when it was up and running, um, we used it almost every other day. Every other day, okay. And it was nice to have in the backyard. But now it's to the yes. point where if you if you could snap your fingers, would that pool just disappear? It would be a different shape, and it would be a different um, kind. So, in other words, you'd keep it, but you'd want you'd want a different a different type of pool and a different shape of pool. Correct. I know I know what you'd want. You'd want the pool to look like one of your dogs, right? That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, right. We have to take a break at six forty-six. Yeah, just like a helicopter. <laughs> Oh, hold it. I forgot to do something. I screwed up. Okay. Uh, Cher Lloyd, by the way, one of my favorite music videos, but there's two music videos on that. If you've never seen uh, the one music video, um, it's the American version. The American version stinks. Go view the English version, which quite honestly is one of the most creative music videos I've ever seen. I mean that sincerely. It's really, really, really good. I mean, it's so good. I, I sit there and I'm sort of a video guy. I'm going like, okay, how did they do that? I'm like sort of amazed at it. You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay. We're going to have some fun this morning. I got my phone hooked up. We got our new phone interface working. Thanks to Mike Otten, who embarrassed me uh, intensely about getting my phone to work. And I've got to do this. I'm going to hit this. I'm going to do this right here. I'm going to do this right here. I'm going to turn this up. Oh, yeah. One ringy dingy. Let's see who this is. We're just making random calls. Good morning. Jeff Porter, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing great, Brad. How are you doing? Doing fine. Today is, you know, we decided to call some of the clients that we had on the radio station. Guys running for office. We appreciate your business. Jeff is running for what? District 10 State Senate? That's correct. District 10. Now, what do you do on Election Day? Because you've been down this road before. You were a state, you're currently a state rep, aren't you? 
I'm currently state rep for District 42, uh, which is all of Montgomery County, most of Warren County, and then a little bit of San Charles around the Augusta area. Right. So, 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 what, so what I do today, and maybe this is a little bit of a country way of looking at things, I mean, the work's been done. And right now, it's just to be calm. I'm not a poll setter. I think a lot of times that offends a lot of people because they've already got their minds made up. If that changes someone's mind at the last second, that would be kind of amazing because most time, most people are educated about who they want to vote for. So I spend a lot of time talking to people. I mean, talk to radio people like yourself, uh, talk to newspapers, talk to constituents, and, and just, you know, friends come by. And matter of fact, I haven't smoked any pork loins all summer, so that's what I'm going to be doing today, just kind of relax. It's a little bit of therapy. No kidding. So you're just going to be out in the backyard smoking a pork loin? Basically, that's it, because right now, all I can really do is call all the different places. It's hard to pick one spot and spend all your time there when you have a whole district 80 by 100 miles. So most of my my thought process is to reach out to people and and be available. People stop by, we visit, we talk about different things. And I think that's a lot of it, just kind of a country way of looking things. It's a little bit different than it was in the city. Um, But this is what we do out here in the country. I'll be darned. Now, the the new 10th district is Western St. Charles County, and your district goes almost all the way to Columbia into Callaway County, correct? That is correct. Callaway, Pike, which is Bowling Green, Louisiana area, Lincoln County, which is Troy, and Moscow Mills, and then, of course, Montgomery County and Wentzville. Mm-hmm. Talking with Jeff Porter, who's candidate for 10th uh, District uh, State, or excuse me, 10th District Senate, uh, and he's a Republican. Now, Jeff, I've been snooping. I've been following you. You have hit every county fair how many county fairs did you go to i went to five uh-huh and you bought livestock at every last one didn't you i did i mean i'm a country guy and i was raised on a farm near shelby county Shelbyna, missouri to be exact and and i've always felt like you got to give back to the kids and and you know i could send that kind of money out as a mailer but you know what at this stage of the game most people are just throwing straight in the trash anyway so at least if i'm going to buy some livestock which i bought Four hogs, one one goat, one lamb, and two steers. That at least stays with the kids. It's a good memory moment for them because I remember when I was dealing with politicians when I was a child and a young man growing up in FFA. It was always good when they always reached out and, and touched you in some shape or form where I'm trying to reach out to them, their projects, to give them a lot of congratulations to their efforts, to what they've done. And I think that means a lot more than a mailer at this stage. I mean, I did four or five mailers myself, but – that's about one or two mailers is what I spend on livestock. And and you know what? What you just said, it's important. I, I think it's really cool what you've done because those kids will never forget that, will they? No. And, of course, I'm 60 years old, and I still remember some of the politicians way back when I was a young man. And, and that means a lot to them because it's, it's kind of like good job, pat on the back, you know. That's what you got to have from the the people to, to encourage them to be able to go on and do more with their life and and to be aggressive and and try to be you know try to find those little accolades from different people to, to go forward with the projects that they may do whether it be an FFA project or go out in the business world or workforce development all that kind of stuff they got to have a little bit of a encouragement and that's my way of doing it well jeff i appreciate your time thanks for uh, talking with us on the air a couple times thoughts thanks for doing some business with us appreciate that if i lived in your district you know who i'd be voting for hey brother appreciate that you have a wonderful day my friend <laughs> hey have a good one bye-bye all right thank you. bye-bye is he a great guy is shelly still there Shelly's yep, gone. I'm still here. Isn't he a great yes, guy? Yes, he is. He's a very good man. I mean, down to earth kind of guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, and if I call him a country boy, he'd take that as a compliment because that's exactly what he is. And nothing wrong with that, you know? I mean, 
I mean, see, I've said because and, country boys can survive. <laughs> well, he can thrive. He's done well for himself. Thrive I mean, and survive. He's 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 a hardworking kind of guy. But isn't that interesting? You'd think yes, that, it is. But he, you know, you think that most of the politicians be out like you know shaking hands at polling places. He's smoking. He's smoking a pork loin in his backyard. You know, I'm just sort of like, okay, if I haven't done it by now, it ain't gonna happen, right? Yep. Pretty much. Uh, interesting. The, the, Who else are we gonna call? The smartest woman this in the is world. Fun. The smartest woman in the world, and and myself followed him on Facebook, and he has been all over the county fairs buying livestock. And if you know the way that works, you know how that works, Shelley. I, I really don't. Okay, actually. the FFA uh, in some areas it's it's 4-H. Depends on where it's at. Mostly it's FFA. They have uh, animals that take to the fair and they get judged. And then and FFA is Future Farmers of America. Correct. And then you can, and then usually they have an auction where you can buy the livestock, and and you know, and that's what he's done, you know. And once again, it ain't cheap. I mean, some of these steers can go for, you know, literally thousands of dollars. I mean, you know, and and once again, it's to the point where I see that was one of the things I miss about about going to some of the fairs. And you're going to really laugh when I tell you this, but you know what my favorite part of going to the town and country fair was? This is um, the this, food. No, no, no. This is Brad the nerd. I would, oh yeah. I would go looking at the setup for the um. No, no, no. For the concerts. Nope. I would go over and look at the the things the guys built, like the trailers and things like that that they welded together. That's part of the FFA as well too, and they got awards for that. They built trailers or different you know attachments for their tractors. I've seen some of those. They're oh, very swanky, actually. I mean, you know, for kids who are 16, 17, 18 years old, they know how to build stuff. Okay, we got to take a break. Uh, it is six fifty nine. We will be back. It is BS dot show, and it's about that time for you to get out of bed. It's about that time for you to get in your car, drive to work, go to polling place, vote for somebody. It's about damn time, right, Shelly? Yep. It's about, about damn, damn time. About, about damn Hoover time damn time. Listen to the radio. The smartest woman in the world just sent me this. Remember I talked last week about how Australia has become like this super anal country? You know, yes. the country that brought us <laughs> Crocodile Dundee, this crazy guy who lived in the outback. And, if you, you know, if you ever watch, have you ever seen that movie? That's one movie. That, yes, I have. And I saw that movie before it came a big, came a big hit, and that's why I still enjoy it, because it wasn't hyped. For uh, washing your backside, eh? <laughs> well, remember that? The boy in the in the hotel room? Uh-huh. And, and when he gets when he gets mugged on the street by the guys, you know, he gets held at gunpoint, him and his girlfriend, what's her name? Uh, actually, he married her, ultimately. I mean, in real life. Uh, Did he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got married. Yeah, they were married. Uh, anyway, uh, a bunch of punks come up to him and pull a knife on him. And he says, he says you, what does he say? You call that a knife? This is a knife. And he pulls out this great big knife. And he slices the guy's coat out like that. I'm going like, oh. Yeah. Okay. The country that gave us that, the country that gave us the outback, you know, which is the uh, uh, the Subaru car that can go anywhere. The country that you know was founded by by essentially prisoners from England. England owned. I still think there still is like a territory of England. They used it as a penal colony. They sent all their bad people to Australia. If you got in trouble in England, instead of throwing you in jail, they just take you to Australia, and you couldn't get back because this is back in the 1800s, and there's no you couldn't just like go to the airport because there were no airports because there were no planes. Uh, the country that was like this raucous country has now turned into a bunch of anal buttheads. A guy traveling from Bali to the Australian city of Darwin was fined $1,844. Why? Because, you ready for this? Sure. 
he ready had for this? he had an egg McMuffin in his backpack. <laughs> so, from the states. Matter, matter of fact, he had no. He had two egg McMuffins from McDonald's in his backpack. From the states. From Bali, he was traveling from Bali to Australia. And oh my gosh, that means that he was what? Is, what is that word? Um. He was like smuggling it. Well, he was trying to eat it. Is what he's trying to do. Yeah. Um, um, he says in a statement on Monday, Murray Watt, who is the Australian Minister for Agriculture, Fisheries, and Forestry, said Australia was free of foot and mouth disease, and it wanted to remain that way. This would be the most expensive meal this passenger's ever had. This fine is twice the cost of an airfare to Bali, but I have no sympathy for people who choose to disobey Australia's strict biosecurity measures and decent detections. Show you will be caught. He added, biosecurity is no joke. It helps protect jobs, our farms, food, and supports the economy. Passengers who choose to travel need to make sure they are fulfilling their condition to enter Australia by following all the biosecurity rules. Okay, do you know what a biosecurity... Well, I, I agree with them. What, well, but okay, first off, what's a biosecurity rule? Well, it's probably something that they brought up saying you can't bring stuff into the, um, yeah, to the country. But hold on a minute. I mean, you know... Once again, I what? I don't I never understand these these politicians. Well, we're gonna you know I mean like it's sort of like what's going on in New York right now. You know, guy from the bodega gets you know accosted. Um, you know he defends himself and kills his attacker. He gets thrown in jail for murder. But yet there's all sorts of crazy crimes going on, and they don't even have bail anymore. You walk in, you get charged, you walk back out again. Matter of fact, it's like that crazy thing in New York. That politician was happening last week, week before last. Guy's running for governor of New York. Guy jumps up up on stage, tries to attack him, and and he even said after the attack, the I can't remember the guy's name. The politician said, "You watch that guy will be out in jail in a couple hours." They took him to jail. They processed him, let him out on his own recognizance. Bang, he's gone, no cash bail. He's out the, out the door. So then what happened was, when that got to be such a big deal in New York, he got arrested by the feds because the guy who's running for governor is a current U.S. representative, and it's illegal on a federal level to attack a politician. You can't attack a, you know, a, a representative or a senator or anything like that. So they threw him in the federal jail. Well, so, how did they know? How did they know? What Excuse you... me, I want to mug you, but um, are you a politician? No, no, he was giving a speech. He was on. Oh. He was <laughs> he was giving a campaign I'm sorry, I speech. That point. Okay, yeah, and the guy it. jumped on the stage, and 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 it's interesting because you can watch the video. There's like four or five different angles of the video. The guy, I think his name is Felton. I looked that up. Um, it's interesting because he's like a black belt karate guy, and the guy came after him. I don't know if you've seen these before. You can buy these online. Um, some women carry them. It's this. It's, it looks like a cat head. You ever seen these before? No. It, you put it on your keyring, and it, the cat head is has has two sharp. You know how the ears poke up on cats? Yeah. Okay. It's like it's some of them are made out of metal. Some of them are made out made out of plastic, and it's got a hole in it. So you stick it in your keyring, and it's got two holes in it, like where the cat eyes are. The idea behind this is you put your your two of your fingers through the holes. And you use this as like a, a weapon. In other words, if somebody attacks you, it doesn't look like a knife because it looks like a little cat head kind of thing. And and you put your fingers through the two holes, which are the eyes of the cat, and then you can stab somebody with the pointed ears. Get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And that's what this guy attacked him with. So he comes up on stage with this thing and and 
take and lunges at him. And it's funny because first everybody thought he was like part of the crew. He was like working on the sound system, stuff like that. Just walked up on stage like he knew what he was doing. Then all of a sudden he picks up the tempo and he runs at the politician. This I think it's Felton. I, I'll look it up. Anyway, goes takes a swing at him, and the 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 politician is Felton dude is like a karate guy, and he and he blocked his his blow, you know, and and threw him on the ground like with one motion, going like, "Wow, look at that! <laughs> that guy knows what he's doing." And then a bunch of people got him and just beat the daylights out of him. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, okay. And once again, the guy gets arrested, taken to jail. Bang! They book him. He's out on his own recognizance. Now think about that for a minute. If that would have been the president, he'd been in jail for the rest of his life. You know, if that would have been Nancy. Oh, they would have lost him. That would have been Nancy <laughs> Pelosi or, or, you know, Chuck Schumer or anybody. But, yeah, it's – it and, and you know, the Democrats, they would have been – they would – you know, guys would have been in jail forever. Republican, eh, you attack a Republican. That's okay. We got too many Republicans. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to try another one here. Okay. Da, 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 da. Okay, here we go. Uh, going to do this, going to hit this right here, going to do this, and we're going to see if this works, okay? We'll make another call. I'll surprise you who this is. Okay. I love making phone calls with my new phone system. You're just making phone calls with your new phone system? <laughs> I'm making phone calls with my new phone system. It's, it's good. It's Mike Elam. How are you? Doing fine. You know what? I decided to start to start have fun. All the people who we've had on the radio with us. Uh, give him a call and sort of find out what's going on with him. We just talked with Jeff Porter, who's running for uh, Senate in 10th District. And he, you know what he does on Election Day? What's he do? He's smoking a pork loin. He's just sort of kicking back and watching what's... <laughs> Seriously, he's smoking a pork loin, okay? So what's what's Mike Elam doing on Election Day? You know, I, I can never keep my pork lines uh, lit, so I, I don't smoke them. Um you know what I'm doing? I am I right now I am driving around and I am repositioning some of my signs at the polling locations. You know, this would be something I would I would love to know from your listeners. Okay. Do they even care when you drive up to a polling location and there's like a thousand signs sitting there? Does that does that enter into their mind at all? Do well, they do they care or does it factor in or or what? Or are we just so close to the the forest that we can't see the trees? Mike, I'll be honest with you, maybe it's because I'm a radio guy and you have been a radio guy. I think the the yard sign thing is over overblown. I mean, I've never understood that. I mean I mean if I drive through the neighborhood and I see that my neighbor that I don't like is voting for you, I'm not gonna vote for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yard signs cut both ways. Right. But, right. Uh, I, I I will tell you as someone who has been out knocking doors all summer that a well placed yard sign in a person's yard that people do respect, a good neighbor, will will get you a number of votes because really? You have a number of, of neighbors who will be like, man, my life is busy. I got a lot going on. I just don't really give a rip about this politics stuff, but I am going to vote. But I have no idea who to vote for. And they say, oh, well, John's got a sign in his front yard. John's a great guy. I really like John. I know he, he follows this stuff. I'm going to vote for Mike Elam because John's got a Mike Elam sign in his yard. And I actually have had people tell me that. Like, well, I was going to vote for you anyway because uh, I saw that John had a sign in his yard. So obviously you find guys named John and put signs in their yard and then it, it works great. You know, I have to tell you, Mike Elam's taking this a little bit to the extreme because he put a yard sign in my John and I got upset about that. 
Never well, mind. <laughs> I figured your I would have your undivided attention. So, you know, that's why they put those bathroom signs in there that said, we aim yes. to please. Would you aim to please? Right. <laughs> okay. So, so dumb question for you. You said you're out door knocking. Did people answer the door anymore? Yes. Actually, uh, I, I can honestly tell you I did not have one negative interaction with anyone. Some of them were short. Like, okay, thank you, bye. But nobody was rude. Nobody slammed a door in my face. Nobody nobody said anything bad, um, which I, I got to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised with how that worked out. Now, what Mike, so, isn't, what Mike is not telling you is when he goes door knocking, he goes with a sheriff's deputy. So, of course, they're nice to him, right? <laughs> it, I actually take the sheriff. Yeah, um, so Scott Lewis is, is with me. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, they're not uh, going to... They're not going to give Especially a... if I'm door knocking in Cottleville, <laughs> where where the sheriff used to be the city administrator and chief of police. <laughs> right. it, it works even better. <laughs> right. When, when you take the sheriff. Yeah, anytime you. you show up at a door and you got a guy with an armed with a, a gun on his hip, you're going to be nice to that guy, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I actually know some candidates who do that. They show up with a gun on their hip, but seriously? it's a different type of campaign. Really? Seriously? Some of the guys no, are. I'm Oh, okay. Completely kidding. Okay, no. so so you're out the polling places, um, and you're running for uh, what district three county council. county council district yes. three. So how's the election looking for you? Uh, you know, I I have no reason to think it's going to be anything other than positive. Okay, I think it's going to be a a great race. Um, I I think it's going to be tight, but I I feel very confident in a positive outcome for me. I'm holding good thoughts for my friend John Weeman, uh, who's running for state Senate. I know that's going to be a really tight race. I know that Senate race up in District 10 that Jeff Porter is in is going to be a really tight race as well. And that one's really going to depend on turnout and, and who shows up there. And then uh, I'm really curious to see which Eric. Uh, does well today Will. in the U.S. Senate race. We since... were, we were going to talk about that. That was pretty funny. Don't you think that was funny what he did? And and you know, you Eric's know... Eric's my guy, man. I think Eric will do a <laughs> and, great job. And do you know what's funny about that? I don't know if you know the story or not. Billy Long, you know who Billy Long is, right? I know Billy. Yep. Okay, Billy Long was on with Jamie Almond last week, and Billy Long came out and said that Donald Trump was going to endorse Eric. And... Jamie Almond laughed. Oh, no, which one? No, he's going to endorse Eric. He called it a week ago. How funny. I know. I'm going like, now I don't know if he had inside information. Or that was just he thought it was going to be a joke. Well, um, you know, Trump's going to endorse Eric. Well, there's two Eric's. Okay. And maybe he knew about that (laughs) because he talks to Trump all the time. You know, I mean, he's a good old boy. You know, you and I couldn't talk. Have you ever talked to Trump before? I, I have not. Um, would you want to? I, I, I would love to. I'd love to talk to any former president. I think I think that'd be amazing conversation. But here's the the one thing I will tell you that I think the two Eric's who are very strong in the eastern side of the state may actually split each other. And um, I think because Trump did not endorse Billy Long, 
I think Vicky Hartzler has a really good shot to win this race. It's funny you should mention that because I heard a guy on another station talking about that last night. I thought to myself, you know, that makes sense because of the fact that, that Eric Greitens and Eric Schmidt, both of them are from the eastern part of the state. You know, matter of fact, right. Eric Schmidt used to be, what, a, a state rep or a state senator, wasn't he? A senator, senator like from state South, senator. South County or something like that, wasn't it? South St. Louis County? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yep. So and, He actually served in the uh, Senate with... Um, Former St. Charles Senator Tom Dempsey. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. They, they were, were they were good friends back then. And but I I think the way things are are breaking, where you have the two Eric's who are kind of canceling each other out, and with Billy not really catching traction, um, I think you have a lot of folks down in uh, Southwest Missouri who were Billy Long people, but where they're seeing that Billy's not, he doesn't really have a shot. They're moving to Vicki Hartzler because Vicki is big in the central and western side of Missouri. Right, right, so right. So it's kind of St. Louis against Kansas City and Springfield. Well, I was, And we'll see how the race goes from there. I was hoping we'd have Billy Long be the senator because that way we'd have two guys I could pull sound drops for from both uh, Senator Kennedy from Louisiana and it's also Billy Long from Missouri because they are both quote machines. You know what I'm saying? Hey, don't be silly. Vote for Billy. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. Don't be don't silly. Don't be silly. Don't. Vote for Billy. Billy Long, auctioneer extraordinaire. And, you know, Billy Long is a fantastic guy, though. As a as a person, Billy is a really great guy. I got well, nothing bad to say about it. I heard him. I heard him on on another show last week saying, "Well, Billy, if you don't win next week, what are you going to do?" And he says, "Well, I'm going to sit down and figure out what my next job is going to be. Like I've done half my life. <laughs> I'm going like." I like this guy, you know. <laughs> hey, Mike. He's, he's just a really non, no nonsense guy. Mike, one last plug for you. Go ahead, give us a shameless plug for why people should vote for you. You know, I I think as you look around uh, St. Charles County right now, um, you you may think the the state situation is not great. I think everybody agrees the federal situation is even worse. But St. Charles County has got a lot of great positive. We just opened up yet another park uh, with Oglesby Park that opened up on Saturday. So I think the quality of life in St. Charles County is fantastic. And if you want to keep that quality of life, I would encourage you to vote for uh, Joe Cronin, who's in District 1, myself in District 3, Terry Hollander in District 4, and John White in District 7, and keep St. Charles County on the right path. You said District 4. You meant District 5, right? Sorry, I did say I, I did mean five. My yeah. bad. Okay. Thanks. Hey man, that's why I have you here to correct me. I'm your fact checker. Can you believe that? <laughs> hey, good well, luck. You're not doing it for a social media site, so you're probably right. <laughs> Can you believe there's a new thing? I started this new thing called Daily Climate Change, and do you know if I post that on my Facebook page, I now get an automated uh, response from uh, Facebook that talks about climate change. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you? That's perfect sense. Hey, I will tell you, the, the thing that I'm doing right now is I'm sitting in the parking lot of Heaven Sent Donuts, and I'm about ready to get a, uh, a bunch of assorted donuts because I have some wonderful people who are supporting me who are sitting out at the polls right now holding Mike Elam signs. So I'm going to take them some cold drinks and some donuts. Why don't you go to White Castle instead? Because I, I want them to leave a positive <laughs> air about them. Mike, good talking to you. Good luck today. Thanks for the time. Uh, bye bye. Is he a great guy or what? <laughs> he really is. And um, just so you know, we I had a listener that texted me, and he 
said, what did he say? He says that um, as far as the yard signs go with the poles, he ignores them all. He doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're there or not there. He ignores them. And he said that Mike was absolutely correct about the neighbor's yard. He is absolutely correct. Really? Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Well, you know, you and I have had had this thing. We had, we, I, matter of fact, I made a pitch in front of the uh, one of the, um, I, can't, I won't mention who it was, but we were invited to a meeting to pitch him on doing radio advertising. And I did my no yard, yard sign pitch because I, I don't quite get it myself. I mean, it's to the point where I think some of these politicians thinks that the guy who uh, the guy or gal who has the most yard signs wins, which I don't think is the case. But what have you noticed? I just have to say this because it's it's like I don't I'm like oblivious to my surroundings. That's just how I am. But have you noticed that all the Mark McCluskey signs that went up? They went they went up and they're still up, or somebody stole them. No, they went up and they're still there. You know, and they're like in barren spots where no other signs are. Well, you know, I, 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 we had him on the air. He was really. I mean, they're everywhere. He was really good, and I called him. You know what? I'm going to call him one more time. You know, I, I'm doing my political calls here this morning. Is this stupid or what I'm doing or what? I mean, no. So far, I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's a good. You know. Well, good so, so yeah. far we've talked to two real down to earth kind of guys, Jeff Porter yes. and Mike Elam. So yes. we need to get. We need to break that. That and get some. Some no, I won't say that. Uh, by the way, what what Mike was referring to, Donald Trump came out yesterday and endorsed Eric for U.S. Senator, which is funny because there's two Eric's, and he didn't say which one. It was funny because because both Schmidt and Greitens, you know, on Twitter, thank you, Mr. Trump, for your uh, endorsement. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, he endorsed Eric. He didn't say which one, just Eric. You know, and oh. and Mike may be right because because Missouri's weird. You know, I mean, in a number of different things, people are to the point where it's their neighborhood. We've got two of the dudes, Greitens and Schmidt, both from this side of the state, and Vicki Hartzler is from the western side of the state. So could very well be, like what he said, that the Eric's will split the vote on this side of the state and Vicki will clean up on the western side of the state. And I think Billy Long will do well inside. If you know Billy Long, he's just a character. You know, he, he used to be... I heard that about him. He was a professional auctioneer. And if you've ever, says if, scores. every once in a while, he'll go into his campaign rant and he'll do it as an auction. If you vote for Billy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's funnier than hell when he does it. It's really good. Can and, I get one vote? Here's one vote over here. Do I have two votes? Vote. That's yes. Two. Vote for Billy. Do I have three votes? Yes, vote for. God, it's funny. Okay. Who should That's we call? Hilarious. Should we call, try to call Pinky next? Yes. Okay. I will call him live on the air and see if he answers, okay? okay. I have his cell phone number, and we'll see if he answers. That'll be next. <laughs> okay. What? He gave that to you. Yes. No, it's on his website. You can go find oh, it okay. on his website. <laughs> 727. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, following up on a couple of different things here. The smartest guy in the world, Mike Otten, sent me that it was Lee Zeldin's E-L-D-I-N, who was attacked on stage, uh, and he's a U.S. rep uh, near Rochester. Uh, that was a thing that happened a couple weeks ago. Also, Mike Elam texted me and sent that Billy Long is in the Auctioneers Hall of Fame. Can you believe that? <laughs> and you know what happens when you get to Hall of Fame? This no, is, Brad. What happens when you get in the Hall of Fame? It actually should be the, called the Hall of Flame because once you're in the Hall of Flame, uh, Hall of Fame, your career flames out. Okay, that's what that's happens. That's not true. It's true. Okay, so <sighs> let's let's let's. See in my phone book here. Let's do here. Let's put Mark M A R K M C. There he is. Okay. 
We'll hit the number here. We'll see what happens. Pull it up on the air. Calling Mark McCluskey. See if he answers. Hello? Hey, Mark. Brad Hildebrand from KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. I got you on the air, so don't cuss or anything, okay? All right, I won't. Hey, Mark, we're calling politicians this morning and asking them what they're doing on Election Day. Well, I'm not a politician, so I wouldn't know what politicians are doing, <laughs> but a uh, ordinary citizen running for Senate, I'm out here in my in my home jurisdiction. I'm putting uh, signs out at polling places, including right now I'm in beautiful downtown Catawissa. I just voted myself out in Robertsville and put up some signs there, and we're uh, – we're going to be uh, working all the polling places we can get to today. And that's right. You're you're a Franklin County boy, aren't you? I sure am. I just uh, voted for. Um, well, no, I, you know, oddly enough, I didn't vote for anybody named Eric, um, <laughs> but I did vote for Ann, and I voted for Mark. <laughs> oh, the, the Mark is in Mark McCluskey. Is that the Mark you voted for? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so this is your first election. Looking back, how's it been? Well, I got to tell you, it's been a very interesting couple of years. It's uh, uh, um, hard to imagine that after all this, I mean, we started campaigning for President Trump, uh, I believe it was July the 13th of 2020. And so for um, two years and a couple of weeks, uh, we've been working full time uh, either on our own campaign or first on the president's campaign. And uh, 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 it's uh, going to be hard to imagine getting up tomorrow and not being a primary candidate anymore, either being the general election candidate or uh, or being, you know, back to being an ordinary lawyer. Well, you know, now is is so you and your wife are still practicing law then, correct? Or did you put the practice on hold for a while? Well, we, we kind of put it on hold. We're still practicing a little bit, but we've, we've been pretty much uh, campaigning full time for the last year and a month. And so it's uh, it's, you know. Been a very busy time. I'm looking down the odometer in the truck I bought for uh, for this campaign. Ninety nine thousand three hundred and seven miles we put on since we uh, declared the candidacy on May the eighteenth of last year. So we've been all over the state. We've been to every county. We've been to virtually every city. And uh, we used to think this was a big state when we started campaigning. And now, no matter where we are, going to a little town, we say, "Wow, we've we've eaten there. We bought gas there. I know him." You know, it's it's really it's it's gotten given us an opportunity to meet a whole bunch of people and and learn as much as we can about the state of Missouri. Now, hold on, ninety nine thousand miles was that new when you bought it? Yeah. So you put ninety nine thousand miles in that car in thirteen months? Absolutely. We've been Holy we've been a cow. couple of busy campers. Man, I'm telling. Now, do you and do you stay really like in, in hotel hotel rooms and everything like at night in various cities around town around the state? <laughs> You know, usually we get home about midnight. The uh, typical scenario is what we would do a uh, uh, an appearance for a Lincoln Reagan Day dinner. They usually get done eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. No matter where we are, we try to drive home. So we get home midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and then get going again the next day. We figure we'll we'll be able to sleep when the campaign's over. Wow, I have to tell you, and you do that seven days a week, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Man, I, I you know what? I have to tell you something. Knowing you and talking to the other politicians, I am amazed at what it takes time-wise to campaign. People think you just, you know, show up a couple things. You're every place, everywhere, aren't you? Well, we are. And, and, you know, uh, Billy Long, uh, give him credit. He's the second hardest working guy in the campaign. Until recently, he was showing up at everything along with along with us. And uh, and Vicki Hartzler for a while was showing up at, at a lot of stuff. And then, of course, the two guys that uh, the president, two out of three of the guys named Eric that the president mentioned yesterday, never show up for anything. Yeah, I mean, you, Eric Greitens has been an absolute ghost. You've told me that before. And, and especially with Greitens, he's never anywhere, is he? 
No, he's he's counting on his uh, out-of-state billionaires to to grease his skids. Um, but Eric Eric Schmidt similarly disappeared from from the uh, uh, touring circus oh, several months ago, and is just counting on once again his his advertising to carry him through. And and you know here it is supposedly one of the most important Senate races in the country, and the people, the voting public, will never get an opportunity to hear uh, a debate between the people that claim to be leading this race. I mean, uh, I show up to everything. Billy used to show up for everything. Vicky showed up for a lot, and the two guys that claim they're leading this race virtually never show up for anything. It's just, it's surprising. Uh, but, you know, these days, I think Joe Biden set a precedent, right? Campaign from the basement and let other people's money talk for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and who knows? It may work. I sure hope not. Mark McCluskey, appreciate it. Uh, and by the way, pink shirt guy, if we haven't mentioned that, if people haven't put the two together. If I were to say, give me your best pitch, go at it. Well, let's, let's send a shockwave through America. Let's show the people that a true outsider, somebody with no billionaires, no lobbyists, no political consultants, somebody who's really just an ordinary citizen who's dedicated their life to saving this country and pulling back our freedoms. Let's show the world that we can win, that we can send a true independent to D.C. to clean up that swamp, represent the people, represent freedom in our democratic republic, and save this great nation. Mark, appreciate it. Vote for the pink-shirt guy, Mark McCloskey. (laughs) The pink-shirt guy. Mark, appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the air with us. Oh, thank you. Uh Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There's another one, Shelly. Listen to him. Yeah. He, he says, well, we met him before, and he was a very nice gentleman, and his wife was lovely. 99,000 miles. in. He said he bought that car, what, in May? So, essentially, it's like today's August 2nd. So it's like, Is that his truck and his uh, I believe trailer? So, I believe so. I believe it's it's a Suburban, isn't it? You've you've seen it before, didn't you? I have. Yeah, you took a picture of it. And I did. He's got a trailer he pulls behind it. It's nicely done. Right. And, and 99,000 miles in a year. Holy yeah, a, cow. Man, that's doing, some, that's doing some driving. Um, you, know, um, you know, I mean, God. Can you imagine taking the dealer? Did, Mr. Mr. McCluskey, did you buy this car last year? I did. It's got 99,000 miles. I go, I know. I've been doing a lot of driving. But it's see, mostly high white miles. No, not where he's it's going. It's really not. <laughs> not where he's going. He's, he's going. probably taking the taking the uh, the uh, address book, not the address book, what's that called? The map book? Yeah. And sitting there and going down each individual street in his district. Well, <laughs> you don't realize when you get in certain parts of the state where, I mean, even in like in the St. Louis metro, if you drive like 94 on the way out to Hoffmanville, I mean, like, it's just a little twisty, turny, little two-lane road. That's a lot of the roads in Missouri. Exactly. That's really true. Right. People think this is all like interstates and, you know, four-lane divided highway. No, it's a lot of little twisty turnies. It truly is, like life. (laughs) Twisty turnies. In the middle of nowhere, you know? Yes. (laughs) Right. And no gas station for 50 miles, so you better make sure you got at least a half a tank at all times, right? And a squatty potty, yeah. <laughs> squatty potty. No, you need, you need, matter of, I don't know if they still sell it, but in my in my flying days, they had these, they had two different things. They called it Jill's friend and Jack's friend. You know what I'm talking about? I do. They were little devices that you, because people think that when you're in a small plane, is there a bathroom? No, there's no bathroom in the little Cessna 152 or the 172. So if you're flying, guess what? You just can't pull over somewhere and, oh, there's a little land right there so I can go to the bathroom. doesn't work that way. No, so it doesn't. if you got to go, you got to go, and you got to go right away. Okay. Uh, Mark McCluskey. Thank you for that.
Shoot, uh, you know what? We'll try one more. By the way, uh, we'll talk about this game. We talked about this in the first hour. Shelly spent most of her day yesterday in downtown, in Old Town St. Peter's, going literally door to door. Um, I made the offer of giving free advertising, whatever I can do to help these businesses. And I have to tell you, I was truly touched after some of the stories you told me yesterday. Some of these people have gotten their butts kicked and they're getting no yeah. help. And we're doing our, you know, the offer I made was free advertising for a month to try to help these people out. And they need more than that. So we have to f- see if we can marshal the troops and see if we can maybe get a GoFundMe account or something like that. But one lady, um, you know, can, can you do me a favor? Sure. Talk to her today and see if she'll go on the air with us. I will. Um, because I think she has. A... I mean, it's kind of devastating and she's. Well, I get it, but I think she has. You know, a... she's trying the best that she can. But... Right, I think she has a story to tell, and hopefully, maybe we can we can get some help for her. Because I mean, first off, the offer stands, you know, for the free advertising, and you know, once again, that's that's a no brainer for me. And even and to says, the point. Well, well, Shelley, I'm I'm closing my doors, and I said, well, would you like to say goodbye to your customers? Wow, did you really say? And she that said, to I might, I might, I I would like that very much. Oh, we don't want to close her doors. So if she does do that, well, she's going to say goodbye. Let's see what we can do. I mean, there's got to be some help. You know, we'll figure it out. Talk, we talk, always do. Talk to her day and see what she says. I mean, I to, to a point where I'd be willing to make some phone calls and go knocking some doors and maybe talk to some of the chambers and things like that and say, hey, look, you know what? Here we've got a fellow small business person that's, you know, not having a good run. Is there anything we can get your members to help us out with? You know, especially like... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll talk about that. That would be that lovely. Later. Okay. Should I try one more politician? So, one more politician. So, what do you say? So far, I'm three for three, <laughs> and all three of them have been good, don't you think? Oh, yes. Okay. We'll try one more. And You know, the amazing thing is, and this is interesting, I'll say this up front. People make fun of, of Mark McCluskey, the pink shirt guy, him and his wife, pinky and stripes as we call them, okay? Um, yeah. He has been extremely accessible. If I called all day long, I could not get a call into Eric Schmidt or, or, or Eric Greitens. No way would they even talk to me. And right. to a certain extent, doesn't that tell you something? It tells me loads. Well, unfortunately, most people won't vote that way, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, we have to take a break. It'd be, you know the reason for that? They got political consultants. consultants so don't talk to anybody. Don't talk to that crazy guy in that radio station called Crap because he'll do nothing but throw you hardballs and he'll ask he'll you questions. He'll just crap all over you. Right. <laughs> 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 it's seven, that was pretty good, Shelly. I like that. It's 744. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS and we're doing it this morning. We are calling politicians this morning who are running for office. I got corrected when I talked Mark McCloskey. He says, I'm not a politician, which I think was funny, right? He's not. That was pretty cute. He's not a politician. Okay, let's try one more, okay? That's like I'm not a radio personality. Well, that's true. (laughs) Okay. I know. Here we go. One more. Let's see see if this one works, okay? One (laughs) (laughs) ringy-dingy. Two ringy-dingies. How are you? Hey, Tony Brad Hildebrand uh, from Westplex 1071 KSOQ. I got you on the air right now, so don't don't cuss up a storm at me, okay? Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> Tony, we're calling our politicians, our guys running for office, who have uh, been on the air with this, and we're just sort of finding out what you're doing on election day. Well, I'm I'm driving to different polling places, and uh, right now I'm going to uh, Washington, Missouri, checking out. The polling areas there and doing some, uh, you know, 
hopefully some handshaking and as people enter the polls in Washington, Union, Missouri, and uh, St. Charles. Uh, It's just a lot of traveling. I got in last night about midnight, got up this morning at four o'clock, and uh, just a big whirlwind, but uh, it's a last ditch try to get the vote out. Now, Tony is running for 2nd District U.S. Rep, uh, and that's the new 2nd District, which is what? South County, West County, Franklin County, parts of St. Charles County. Did I get all right there? Yes, and almost all of Warren County and all of Franklin County. Right. So it's it, it went west and south quite a bit. Right, right, and that's the new district. It used to be the 2nd District used to essentially be what? South County and Jefferson County, wasn't it? Something like that? Or West? I, it was... It was mostly St. Louis County at the time and, and the parts of St. Charles County. And uh, now they've kind of, uh, they made it more red, you know, more Republican going right. out further west and south. Right? right. Now, Tony, we had you on the air a couple weeks ago, interviewed you. And I had some interesting feedback because of the fact you told your story about being born in Italy, correct? Yes, sir. I was born in Italy, uh, well, actually, in 1950, and we immigrated immigrated over to the United States in 1958. And, uh, you know, it was I didn't know a word of English when we came over. And definitely this is, you know, if you work hard and you persevere, uh, good things happen. You know, and my my dad and my mother put uh, the work ethic into us and uh, also family values. You know, that's those are very important. And, and you, you joined, uh, I think you told me you became a naturalized citizen when you were 19, you were in college, and then you went at what? Were you ROTC in college? Yeah, I was ROTC. I went to Kent State University. You know, that's where they had the, yeah. uh, the shootings, right. you know, where the government, actually the U.S. government shot the students dead and, uh, and quite a few injured, too. And, you know, again, that kind of propelled me in wanting to do make change and i ended up going into the united states air force and then i re, i joined the missouri air national guard after the regular air force and i flew for the regular air force and the missouri air, and uh the air national guard and, uh, i i retired after 22 years and then you became a pilot started out with ozark ended up with american right yeah ozark twa american i i kind of Float from one airline. I mean, one airline bought the other and bought the other, and you know, I stayed along with them. It was thirty-seven years worth, right? Wow, T- Tony. I tell you what, I-, I have to be honest with you. Guys like you impress me, and especially when someone who decides they're going to put their money where their mouth is, their effort. Like you said, you went to bed last night at midnight, got up at four. You're out there beating it. Um, if people want to vote for you, and and once again, you're in Franklin County, West St. Louis County, South County, Warren County, and was did I miss? Did I get them all? Was that or no? St. Charles County as well too. Correct. Second yes, sir. That you, yeah, you got them all. Yes. Thank you, Tony Salvatore. And, uh, Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just hope the people go out and vote. You know, the lot, many people stay home for the primaries, just wait for November. But these are the people you go ahead and uh, see in, the, in, in, in November. So if you don't like who you have in November, this is the time to change. Got it. Tony, thank you so much. Best of luck today. Hope you knock them dead. Oh, thank you very much, Brad. Have a nice day. Take uh-huh. care. Bye-bye. Bye. God, aren't these people interesting? I mean, especially him. Fascinating. I find, I mean, imagine that. I mean, he's born in Italy. I didn't realize he was that old. He was born in 50, although he's not as old as me. I was born in 35, but that's a whole other story. Uh, Anyway. In peculiar. (laughs) In peculiar, right. Uh, (laughs) 
he emigrated to the United States when he was seven, went to college, joined, uh, became a naturalized citizen at 19, joined the Air Force out of college, was a, I think he said he was flying F-100s, which is a fighter. And then he was, I think he was flying C-141s or, C1, or C-130s or, or something like that. I can't Big- remember. B-A-P. Right. Big planes. And then he went to work for Ozark, which got bought out by TWA, which bought, got bought up, bought up by American. I think he was, in the end, he was flying 757 and 767. So, man, impressive well, people. Well, he must have been doing a really good job, and they didn't give him the golden handshake. Well, <laughs> you know that, if you know the people who work for Ozark, a lot of those people didn't get the whole golden handshake. They got thrown out the door. You know, Did they really? Oh yeah, quite a few. I know, I know, I know a few of them who who go back to talk about working at Ozark, and then one day TWA comes along and they say, "Hey, we don't need you. See you bye," and they're gone. You know, and then this, and then I think a similar thing happened when when TWA got taken over by American, because I know that was the case with some of the flight attendants, because uh, the TWA, some of the Ozark slash TWA flight attendants, when American took over, they got rid of them too. And I know of one woman. And this is a bizarre story. One woman who got, you know, thrown out and she didn't work for, I want to say, 20 years, but yet she was quote unquote on standby. And so her name came up and she hadn't worked for 20 years. So she she went back to training, got retrained as a flight attendant, flew for like a year and then retired with her pension. I'm going like, okay, that's that was a, w- a smart lick <laughs> yes. right there. Most people, and she didn't fly for like, I think it was like 20 years. I'll see if I can call her and talk to her about that. Because yeah, I, that'd be fun. Because that was the weird story. Go like, oh, hold it. No, you haven't flown for 20 years, and they called you back? Yep, I was on the list. They got down to us. You know, our, all the old TWA flight attendants, they finally got down to us, and, and they called me, and they said, hey, you want your job back? Yes. You have to go to training. No problem. And she went and became, I think it was a year, might even been less. She was like, I don't know eight or nine months away from retirement when when twa i mean that's the one that's the kind of stories that sort of make you mad you find these people but you know like they're close to retirement and then a company comes in and buys them hey too bad you know so sorry you know yep you know you're out of here that never happens with the federal government does it (laughs) um it never happens with the federal government that's not actually accurate the federal government it does you know you you have a job for life right no Except if you're like Shelly. Shelly <laughs> Shelly did her job so well. Shelly, matter of fact, to this day, if you meet somebody from the FAA, people go, oh, my God, it's Miss 624. Oh, my God, it's Miss 624. Can I shake your hand, Miss 624? People don't know what I'm talking about, do they? <laughs> if they were from the FAA, they would. <laughs> or if they were a pilot, they'd know what I'm talking about. That yes. Was, that, was <laughs> Shelly, that was Shelly's runway. That was the one you had main responsibility on, wasn't it, 624? Uh- it was. And that was that back in the day that would had the best ILS on it, didn't it? No. I thought it did. No. I thought that six, was, uh... I thought 624 had the best ILS. No? No, it's a short runway actually. I know, but I heard that that was had the best ILS. Anyway. Oh, it must have it must have been the uh maintainer. Okay. We got to get out of here. Say goodbye, Shelly. Goodbye. Oh, is it really? Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. Have a great day everybody. Brad has been a slice of heaven. Peace and I fly. Time flies when I'm torturing you true. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.